Countrywide on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal, bringing 379,000 readers the latest farming news and the best of rural Ireland weekly. Countrywide on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal, ploughing ahead with a new record readership of 379,000 weekly print readers. Hang up the Very good Christmas Eve morning to you. This morning on Countrywide, we are on the road having great chats, listening to carols and songs from RT Lyric FM's Choirs for Christmas 2022. This is fifth and sixth class of St. Joseph Boys Primary School in Tipperary Town singing Christmas time, that special time of year. a few times where we didn't get the sheep down close to the house um, before bad snow came and one time um, my, my father and my brother ended up digging sheep out from like drifts of snow that were maybe six foot high they were probably above head height Seamus Bradley has written a book Sheep Country about growing up in the Sperrins in County Tyrone How did you locate them in six feet of snow? Well, the dog found them fly at the time, I think it was. Started digging. Oh. And the sheep were still alive. They weren't in any water or anything. They weren't, you know, that was the danger. If they were half out and half in of the snow, they could get hypothermia. But when they were in the snow, they seemed to be a bit insulated or something. And really? Yeah. as well though because you think that, that sense of cold would yeah. usually dull their senses I don't know if it was the smell or the sound or what but yeah there was only maybe two or three that were buried completely and um, the rest were standing on a, a bit of ground that wasn't as deep you know they would, we knew there were, there were ones missing but the, the dog found them and dug them out Going looking for animals in six foot of snow at all, you have a fairly strong connection to them. Yeah, well, probably at that time that was uh, probably we felt a bit of guilt that we didn't have them down closer to the house, that, you know, in a bit of sh- uh, more sheltery ground. But um, these ones were just up in a, a higher mountain area where, um, yeah, they were exposed to the full brunt of a storm. 
But this idea of shepherds just leaving their animals out to fend for themselves, not in your case anyway. I mean, uh, you actually mind your flock. Of course, yeah. You would try to do the best for, you know, the animals in your care. Now, you wouldn't just, you know, I see one here with a sore foot now, so I must, um, I must put it in and see if I can do something with it. You're a walking biblical allegory, aren't you? <laughs> The fellows, the fellows who wrote the good book had, had, had chose their farmer correctly when they went for shepherds. There is a relationship there that you have a understanding that they're providing for you and you're, you provide for them as well then. Seamus moved to Kildare for a job and then love, but love of shepherding never left him and he still keeps a small mixed flock. The afternoon that I met him, he had just returned from Blessington Mart with nine new yos to add to his flock. It's nice to see them, like these ones here are only new, introduced to that today and they're, they're already grazing with the rest there, so that's nice that I suppose it's convenient that you can count them together or you know, if you try to gather them up it's fairly convenient, you know, that, that they'll all run together. But um, because they all flocked together, that was sort of an instinct. The reason why some of them got buried was because they were so close together and they all went to the one spot, which was beside a sheltered area, beside a hedge or a ditch. So they all led each other into trouble. Yeah. In yeah. the same way that if there is the tiniest gap in this fence around us here anywhere and yeah. one goes out, well, then they're all gone. Yeah, well, once they discover it, they'll all probably... Although they're okay for grass here, but if there was better grass on the other side, um, which there is down there, it'd be likely they'd all go out and they want to discover it, yeah. When you see that instinct for them all to gather together like that and support each other and stay out of danger and get into danger together, do you think once again that the guys who wrote the Bible said... We chose that animal well. If we're looking for an allegory for what we would like communities to do to support each other, we chose the, the, the sheep well. Yeah, probably. There's always some that won't do that as well now, but they're generally they will. Like, you wouldn't want to put one by itself in a field. You know, they, they do, do like to be with the company. You know, they like, yeah. the, they like the camaraderie. Not good as, as solitary pets. They do need the company. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Frozen solid. Three, four inches thick, isn't it? Yeah, serious. So Christmas morning, would you be out here doing this? <coughs> no. You're you supposed okay? to say yes. You're supposed to say I'm out here 365 <laughs> days of the year. <laughs> no, they can look after themselves on Christmas Day. Anyway. There's a star in the east on Christmas morning. Rise up, shepherd, and follow.
So we've got the mince pies ready to go into the oven. The fire is just crackling away there and there's a tree bedecked with fairy lights and Christmas crackers. I'm Mary MacDonald and I'm coming to you from the home of Dermot McIntyre in Kilfinnan, County Limerick, as we await the arrival of some of the international members of Kilfinnan Community Choir, including six Ukrainians who arrived in Kilfinnan this year and their friend Fran Stone, who's been teaching them English. Oh, I am. There's a call. Oh, that's Fran. Hi, Fran. Oh, you're outside. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Hello. Come on in. <laughs> oh, it's lovely and cosy. In Ukraine, we have tradition. When we are first time coming in the house, we must take with us bread for a rich life. Or sweet for a sweet life. We wish you sweet life. <laughs> oh, that is so nice. Would you believe this house, once upon a time, was a sweet shop? Oh, really? The sweet shop of Kilfinnan. It's yeah, very cosy. Yeah. For you, friend, the choir, what gets you coming out, especially at this time of the year, the cold, dark evenings? Community spirit. When people sing together, it creates something very powerful. So with the mince pie, there's ice cream and cream. Do you want both? Yeah, both. Okay, yeah. Can I help you, Dermot? Actually, yeah. Fran, if you get some spoons. spoons? Yeah, perfect. And over here at this side of the room. My name is Ksenia from Kiev, capital of Ukraine. Uh, Very nice town, Kilfinan. We like it very much. Our kids have chance for study in school and we have a chance to work uh, here and uh, really very important for us. Thank you. What's your favourite Christmas song or is there a song that you really love? Um, Favourite, it's, uh, we call it Shedrick, uh, but all world know the song like uh, Carol of Isabel. It's uh, 100 years old. It's our traditional song. Shedrik, Shedrik, Shedrivochka, Priletila, Vlastivochka, Stala Sobi, Shebedati, Hospodaria, Viklikati, Vidi Vidi, Hospodaria. My name is Maria. I and my son, uh, five years old, uh, we arrived in Ireland uh, in April and we have many places uh, where we live, Droeda, in uh, Roscommon, in uh, student village in Limerick and uh, now we uh, live with family, very good family, very kind people. Uh, now I'm very active, I go in the choir, I go in aerobic, uh, my son go to school, um, I and my son I think we've time for it. Would you like a quick cup of tea? Yes, and one, two. Drink tea in Ukraine. You drink tea? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Tea with milk. There's I Malifog. like it like Irish Malifog. people. <laughs> yes. Have we tried the Barry's tea here? Yes. We bought only Barry's tea. Red box <laughs> or green box. Yeah, it's very tasty. Yeah, yeah. How are the mince pies? Oh, it's so delicious. <laughs> Thank you very much. Would you be familiar with mince pies in Ukraine? Uh, no, we don't have uh, this dishes here. It's a surprise for us and uh, the first time tried it with ice cream. <laughs> it's very tasty. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, the cream makes all the difference, doesn't it? <laughs> nice and cozy here by the fire. I think in about uh, fire like this, 
in house my parents. I miss, I understand now my parents in Ukraine and uh, not have light and not have uh, warm and heat. And I think about this, but uh, I and my son in Ireland, uh, we have light, we have uh, heat. It's not easy, but our life continues. I see inside in family where I and my son live now, very good tradition, every evening together dinner. This is very important because in Ukraine, usually we very rush. We not have time for children, we not have time for parents, not have time for friends. Now we live in every moment. We understand every moment important. Our life now, not tomorrow, not after war, not after victory, now. Now is the present. Yes. It's a gift. We must live it. We must give it our best. I think even like the tradition, the carols and the singing, like it's crazy to imagine that your lives a year ago, but also like hearing things like the carol of the bells every year sung for a hundred years, the thing that stays constant, you know, the music. We must go and sing because we're going oh, yeah. to be late for choir. Okay, let's no, go. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. So we're just heading out the door into the freezing cold. And the town is looking suitably festive this evening. Icy fog and those Christmas lights, they're just gleaming through that fog. You can barely see the people in front of you, but you can see those lights going all the way up the street. And that's what's gorgeous, actually, is there'll be really quiet nights, especially like in the winter in a town like Kilfinnan. But you'll enter into the old church and there's sounds of laughter and there's chit-chat. You come down for some silent nights. And you'll come here first English, yes, second Ukrainian, third German, okay. and fourth we'll Irish. sing the Son of God again. Ah, last night. one. Yeah, the okay. last one. Listen, we just, we'll start anyway, because yes. we'll be here all night. <laughs> We're singing that, singing that, singing that, singing that, right. and that's it. Yeah. Okay, cool. What is it about the singing that you just really enjoy? I just like to join up with them. It's a bit of fun and a bit of crack. And an evening out, it's nice. The camaraderie is great here. I mean, they're all talking and laughing. If we were at home, we wouldn't be doing that. It is that time once more, that holding special time of holly and pine, the sweet smell of whiskey and clove, and sight of an advent wreath lit full and bright in anticipation. Christmas comes to a weary continent this year. We burn the incense of the hearth at both ends, 
waiting for peace, waiting for love, waiting for the guns of war to cease. It is my seventh Christmas back at home, back in the land that I knew as a boy, back in the parish that made me. I remember those absent Christmases, and I think now of all who cannot return this year, their spirit level low for the want of connection with those who want only to see their faces. The meaningful Christmas is the one spent with the loves of our lives, with those who live with us in their minds and hearts, no matter what the day. I still remember the hot, barren landscapes of the Australian outbreak. Christ didn't come then with a January flower. No, it was a different place, a different dreaming. As I prepare to Cayley now, with all my family and friends, I think of what I have gained by coming home. A wife, a family, a landscape that embraces me, a flock of sheep and some cows to call my own. I left to pursue a dream, but I found the vision to see that it was returning home that would give me the key to life. For you, I hope wherever you are, be it the mines of the Pilbara or the frozen wastes of Alberta, know that we burn the spirit flame for you this Christmas season. Know that tonight there are lights in the windows of the homes in this townland, lights to guide the lonely traveller home, no matter how long it takes. on RTE Radio 1 sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal now with its highest ever weekly print readership of 379,000 readers While everyone's obsessing about the Christmas season you've got a different season on your mind 
One where red noses come from shouting your support in the crisp, cold pitchside air. Where the roaring fire is in your belly, not your sitting room. And the perfect gift is an unexpected win. Don't miss a moment with a GAA season ticket. A gift for yourself or the fan in your life. Available at gaa.ie forward slash season ticket. Are you in? The GAA, where we all belong. It's not just that Sammy has lost his home in the conflict. It's not just that everyone he's ever loved is gone and he's been forced to walk hundreds of miles alone to find safety. And most of all, it's not just that Sammy is only seven years old. Like thousands of children in regions torn apart by conflict, Sammy is living in fear and it's not just. This Christmas, your love can make all the difference. Visit trocra.org or call 1800-408-408. Trocra, until love conquers fear. Coming up this Christmas Eve on RTE Radio 1. Join Joe Duffy on Grafton Street as Imelda May, Jack L, Brendan O'Carroll and more fire up the festivities from nine. Later at one o'clock, we're off to Limerick where Hannah Quinn Mulligan and her grandmother Catherine are busy plucking, baking and generally prepping for Christmas on the farm. (laughs) Then the busiest man on the planet makes time to chat to Derek Mooney live from the North Pole. Oh Derek, I do love this tradition and I'll be taking calls and messages from children from all over Ireland and beyond. Oh, so exciting, Santa. And that's just some of what you can look forward to this Christmas Eve on RTE Radio 1. Let's all Christmas together. Nalekana, RTE Radio Hain. Early morning in Manor Hamilton's sorting office and postman Pat Mundy is loading up his green van with Christmas parcels and handwritten cards. Pat, who's also a farmer, has been a postman here for 30 years. In many ways, he is the thread that joins this rural community together, weaving his way through the townlands of North Leitrim every morning in his van. This is especially true at Christmas. I'm Ella McSweeney with Leitrim postman, Pat. You're off. See you. Good luck. Happy Christmas. How are you getting on? I'm full. Ready to go. Uh, everything is stacked. Hopefully, you all in order. Yes. Let's go. Okay. Take care. Bye. Have to go for Killargy. It's all rural. It's all countryside, and it's all on good days or good weather. Is is no better place to be. Yeah. And no better people to be with. So it's grand. Yes. Gurton the Carcoke will be the first one is the meadow of the young hen uh, um, beautiful yes and Lugnaskihen uh, Mullockmore uh, Tullnawillan Curusra Bea Kilavogi just to name a few now, first up, who's this now? This is Gort McCarkle. So you're like Santa going in and going to presents, aren't you? Nobody here. Where do you leave it? I have it hid. Do so you put it into the shed? Yes. So every house you go to, would you know where to hide things? Yeah. <laughs> 
Hello, how you doing? Hello, taking a stroll around the country. Hello, how are you? Lovely to meet you. <laughs> we were at your house already. You? Yes, uh -huh. yeah. And as you go, you have a long day ahead of you. Right, okay, you take care and happy Christmas to you. Happy Christmas. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, yourself? Yeah. Hello. See ya. Take, Take care. Good luck. It's a lady with her young baby first Christmas. There is a great young people population at the minute in uh, this part of Leithram. Their parents are confident enough that there is a life and a livelihood to be made in rural Ireland by having jobs in it. And it's great that they're living in, not in towns, but in the countryside. To win back the countryside for the people rather than for it to be left in desolation. It must be a funny thing being a, in your position in that I suppose you see you see loss, you know, you know a lot about the community and yes. who's dying as well as obviously who's born. Oh and, yes, yeah. it's it's a full reflective time of year now, this coming up to Christmas. Great to see uh, new help in houses, but it's sad to see the past and the people as well uh, from one Christmas to the next and that's that's the account closed on some great people. Post would have been delivered to rural parts. Oh, on bike. Like yeah. the van replaced um, three or four post runs uh, that were done by uh, postmen mostly on bicycles. So they were cycling miles yeah. and miles mm -hmm. and miles. Yeah. yeah. Up the hills, down the hills. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. mm. It was a tough life because, um, yes, the, the parcels from America meant things to the people that were getting them and they meant things to the people who were sending them you know and like they were a very important part of the the and the Christmas um. I mean lugging a parcel on a bike up here would be yes some uh, feet, yeah. look at that view yeah we can see on a good day and this is a good day if you go up the road a wee bit further you can see Crow Patrick the, the triangular shape of it and that must be 70 or 80 mile away from here as the crow flies and we're looking over fields and fields of white snow with some sheep dotted around yeah. and a lot of hedgerows here as well oh this is, a, is an environmental paradise the way it is farmed and everything else uh, it's here in abundance if people can avail or get into the schemes of it too funny isn't it because in the past so often people have spoken about Leitrim as having poor land or this word marginal whereas yes. actually it's from an environmental point of view yes. it's phenomenal land. oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the language of farming is changing very fast at the minute it's just to value it or revalue it to um, be worth something more than it is uh, looks empty is it? It is yes yeah. um, two bachelor men lived in it um, 
after that a few years now but uh, another good house windows are starting to get broken it but it would be not hard not far from being a house house as mm. such you know hello Thank you very much. Same to yourself, Anna. Isn't the weather gorgeous? It's great. It's beautiful. Wait till you see the ice up there. It's spectacular. Take care. See you. Good Happy luck. Christmas. Hello. I think that's not for me. Uh, nothing yeah. today. Okay, thank How you. How is he keeping himself? I, okay. Very good. Okay. Okay, thank you. Happy Christmas. you got in here, Kieran? Two years. Two Susie, years. Susie right. and her daughter. Are they well rehearsed? <laughs> no, Susie is here for the last what? Since day one. Day one. Since and day how are you? How oh, are you? Really? Susie's here from day one, so that's yeah. going back what? 2015, 16? 16. Her daughter is here now. We were going to bring the son, but he's a bit of a buck. <laughs> <laughs> so we said we'd leave him at I'm Lorna Siggins and I'm in North Galway at Clare Galway's daycare centre and independent living estate where operations manager Geraldine Carr and coordinator Joe Cormican are taking delivery of two alpacas, two young calves, Kieran Duggan's sheep and a former derby winning donkey for a very special occasion. So yeah, this is our first live crib in three years. So we're all very excited to get it all back up and running again, involving the whole community. As you probably know, Joe is the main man here for the community efforts. And uh, yeah, we're very excited for the day to begin. Do you have any memories of a live crib yourself? It's the first time, my first experience of live crib was coming to Galway. It started a good few years ago. I was working at the day centre and we were coming up, we heard something about the live crib that was in the, in the cathedral. And I said, well, that's an idea that we could do here. So the next day, who walked in but Tom McCann, who was the founders of their charity of the day centre. And he came in and he said, I'm just thinking, you know what would be a great idea? And I said, a live crib. He goes, how did you know what I was thinking? So that was it. So we two agreed to start doing it then. 
It's all so many volunteers. The centre was founded by volunteers. We have some staff now due to our volunteers in the shop funding us and keeping us going. We cater for the older people here Monday to Friday. But this is now an opportunity for everyone to come in and see the good work they're doing in the village, see where their money is going, how we're looking after people. This is an event people of any age can come to. So this is the donkey? Yes. How's the back door for the visit? Philip McManus. Yes. Yeah. So Philip, is this your donkey? No, this is Jerry McCarthy's donkey. He's right. 22 year old. What's his name? Bobby. Bobby. Come on, Bobby. Bobby, no one. Yeah. Okay, oh, he's a quiet donkey. He's yeah. He's very good. Yeah. 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 What our Lord wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Do you never know that? He's quiet on you. He's um, a real oh, traditional donkey, oh, like, you know. Me. The colour, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the cross on the cross on his back. Yeah, yeah. I'm a terrible heathen, I didn't know that. No, no, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you learned something every day. Yeah, Tom, Tom. Come in, Tom. How are you? You're very welcome. How are you doing? John is our newest resident. I'm actually here heading for three months there now. Right, yeah. How are you getting on? Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Snoring like hell every night. Good sign. The bedline idol. <laughs> no, no. You'll have to do something about that. <laughs> have you names on us? Susie. Huh? Susie. Susie is what? Coming here since 15. Yeah. 2015. That's her daughter. They're very quiet, Kieran. Oh, they're pet sure. She was the first the first sheep ever that came to the farm in a pet. Right, okay. We got her as a suck. Yeah. And she started over in the daycare centre across the road. She's come bare last two years now because of COVID she wasn't here. She'll feed from the hand, Karen, will she? Oh, she'll take from the hand, yeah. Oh, very good. No problem. Very good. She'll, Who's yeah. this little lady? That's the grandchild, maybe. Good woman. As the extremely quiet pair of alpacas, the sheep, the calves and donkey Bobby settled in, Laura Canavan, Shane Kenny and their daughter Tess had arrived, the first in a rota, to play Baby Jesus. So this is your grandchild? That's my grandchild there. And how old is Tess? Tess is four and a half. Half months. Four and a half months. Sorry, four and a half months. Yeah. Yeah. So her first Christmas. And has she had a sleep already today? She she had a nap there a while ago, so hopefully there won't be tears for a nap or for a feed in the next half an hour. (laughs) We'll see, but uh, the baby Jesus needs a feed as well, so we'll see how it goes. Life has to go on. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But she's not allergic to any donkeys. Um, I'm Dahi Fahi. I'm Tomas Kerrigan. And what age are you? I'm ten. I'm nine. What do you like best? Um, baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and why do you like baby Jesus best? Because he's cute. <laughs> and he's a little nice boy. I think baby Jesus is a girl. Uh, I don't think so. No. Are you sure. No, he, he'd be crying more if he was a girl. <laughs> Why? Uh, uh, they get hurt e- e- more easily. <laughs> Who is more tougher? Yeah, true. Oh, I see. Happy Christmas. Thank you. Yeah. So what do you think? <laughs> Organised chaos. Very calm. Isn't it lovely now? Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah.
The sound of two primary schools rehearsing for a Christmas concert in Longford's Temperance Hall. We're playing the ukuleles and the younger classes are shaking them like little eggs filled with um, beads, shaking them and we're singing a few songs and stuff. I'm Della Kilroy and it's all go here with around 150 children. They're a part of Music Generation Longford which gives young people access to performing music all across the country. I can hear music, ukulele, probably shakers also, and people are going on on stage. And We're playing some music and singing songs together uh, for Christmas. And we've been playing ukulele and we've been practicing for like a few months now, yeah. If everybody out there, and I know you all know, if I could get everybody to make a C chord for a second. Everybody make your C chord, okay, which is the third fret on the first string. Backstage, and as the others practice, some of the children told me what Christmas means to them. My name is Max and I'm on juniors. Christmas is where you can spend time with your family. And what do you like about it? Opening presents from Santa. Christmas is a time where you have to like spend time with your family. Santa comes and you get time off school. And do you leave anything out for, for Santa or Rudolph? Yeah. We just mix porridge oats, glitter in them, and that's really it. And we leave out carrots. What are you asking Santa for then this year? I really want roller skates or roller blades, I don't mind. A pogo stick, maybe, and maybe like a fireman hoodie. Shane, seven years old and uh, from Kina. What is Christmas? It's cr like Christmas is the thing, like uh, for celebrating Jesus' birthday. He was born in the stable. He, uh, he died in the cross. And it's all about spending time with your family. I'm Mia Fahi, I'm 11 and I'm from Keena County, Longford. So close to Christmas, what does it look like in your house? Well, our grandparents always come down and it's a mess with Christmas decorations everywhere yet that we haven't put up yet. We wake up and then we go down and open our presents and then we go to Mass. And when we come back, we play board games and watch Christmas movies. I guess I wake up, I go down see where my elf Eddie is, what he's doing crazy stuff and then I go downstairs go to see my presents my granny comes which is like the best thing ever because she she's like world's best ham maker that's like my favorite part about Christmas for many of the children they had stories about their own family elf and does anyone have a cheeky elf at home I do oh so this is the naughtiest thing they've done so they went into the bathroom squirted out all the toothpaste my mommy went like, did you do that? And I, went, and I was laughing badly. And she went like, that's a disgrace. And, and I went like, I'll show you who did it. It was the elf. Does anyone else have an elf? I have three elves named Charlie, Chrissy and Jangle. When we had Charlie, he got a red marker. And when we were all asleep, he went around painting all our noses red. He 
What about you, Lily May? Um, this morning, our, when we went down to the kitchen, our elves poured flour on the floor, and my sister's elf was making snow angels, and mine was just sitting there watching him. And in Longford one time, we thought we saw Santa, but looked like Santa, and he was wearing a navy coat. When I was very younger, uh, I saw Santa up in the sky with only three, four of his reindeers. And what about on Christmas Day? What happens to the elves? They go away, and we usually make like clothes for them, like sew clothes or knit clothes. On Christmas Eve, when our elves are leaving, they're there in the morning, but in the evening they leave a trunk full of sweets, new pyjamas and new slippers for us when they're leaving. And would you in England, would you stand up for this last song to ring your bells? Back in the main hall, and students are ready for their final group performance. this it's a christmas eve box we always leave milk out and eight carrots 20 minutes from longford town on a frosty farm leo kelly and his younger brother hugh are back home from their performance and getting ready for christmas day you're in keena county longford and and that's our farm down there that you can see out the window um, with the calves and... And we're here in your kitchen. There's lots of excitement before Christmas. You're getting ready. Tell us what we can see. This is our elf, Harry. He moves around a lot and today he's in the flowers. He didn't really do much this year. There's a few decorations up over the window. The stockings are up. The Christmas tree's uh, up and... Uh, there is one place definitely to show See, you see this key here? Santa doesn't come down our chimney, he comes in our door. So this key, it, if, you, if you went outside and tried to open the door with it, it wouldn't work. But since Santa has magic, he can open the door and he comes in with the key. And what happens on Christmas Day then? So in the morning we usually wake up at about, let's say, 3, 4 o'clock. Then we come downstairs and see what Santa's brought. And everything's getting cooked and um, Granny and Grandad are over and... And so is Nanny, our great-granny, who lives over there. And my favourite part of the day, definitely, is having pudding. What's different about being on a farm, do you think, at Christmas? I think that maybe if you were in the, in a big city or in an estate, you'd have lots of people around and um, people might be out and stuff. Where on a farm, you, instead of seeing loads of people around, you might see loads of animals around instead. If you have to close your eyes and think about it, how does Christmas make you feel? Happy and excited kind of excited and happy it feels kind of cozy and stuff especially when you're in the sitting room sitting on the couch watching a christmas movie so have a have a great christmas bye bye, bye. bye. thanks for coming <laughs>
thank you for listening this morning. Ding Dong Marilyn High is sung by the Carrick Fergus Grammar School Choir. You also heard the Supertones Children's Choir from Dunleary in Dublin sing Rise Up, Shepherd and Follow. Corner Drav from Galway sing Listen, the Snow is Falling. And the voiceover choir from County Waterford sing Ding a Ding a Dong, all from the ever popular RTE Lyric FM's Choirs for Christmas. Joe Duffy is going to be making his seasonal return to Dublin's Duke Street for his Christmas Eve special in a few minutes' time. But right now, it only remains for me, Philip Boucher Hayes, and producer Eileen Heron to wish you all a very happy Christmas. Countrywide on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by the Irish Farmers Journal, bringing 379,000 readers the latest farming news and the best of rural Ireland weekly. If you'd like to listen back to that edition of Countrywide or share it with friends, including that gorgeous Christmas meditation by writer John Connell earlier in the programme, you can find it at rte.ie forward slash radio or wherever you get your podcasts.